2: So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your
0: Nerd Alert!
2: Yo, Joe! It's obi John Kenobi, your favorite host and all the podcasts. I and mean, welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. Today, we are bringing back an old favorite, uh, a, a show topic, a recurring segment, if you will, that we haven't done in far too long. We're going to take our favorite actor, The incredibly talented, incredibly ranged, uh, one Carl fucking Urban. I believe that is his actual middle name. Uh, Today, we're going to take a franchise. We're going to insert Carl freaking Urban into it somewhere uh, in some mystery role to be revealed during the show. Uh, Basically, we're going to fan cast uh, some kind of movie. In this case, it's going to be our our theatrical reboot of a great 80s franchise that has been left to the wayside, G.I. Joe. And somewhere in this list, you're going to find Carl Urban. Where is he? That's half the fun. But to do that with me, to help me both simultaneously reboot G.I. Joe and continue giving Carl Urban work, as he should never be without work, because he's just that great. Ladies and gentlemen, first, welcome to the show, the man who keeps the nerd in the top nerdy TV network. Welcome to the bridge, Commander Scott. Wayscar. Yeah, you heard me. Porcupine. Huescar. Light bulb.
1: Yeah. Lamp. No. Huescar no. is a small municipality in Granada, Spain. Small city-ish town. Uh, I don't have the the like you know, numbers. A
2: city-ish uh, town.
1: A city-ish town. I don't have the numbers, so I don't know this how big is a it is. Town-ish city. It's a townish city. It's a city-ish town. I don't know how big it is. I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me but it's a it's a city like, town slash whatever you want to call
3: it wastegar let's not go there it's cityish.
1: ish <laughs> city is it's um, a towny place anyway um the reason i bring this up is so uh in 1809 specifically on november 11th 1809 during napoleon's war with spain wherein Denmark was a supporter of the French and a supporter of Napoleon the City Council of Huesgar decided that the town should declare war on
2: Denmark not Spain. Because something is rotten in the state
1: of Denmark no, no, not, not Spain not uh, not, 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 the, not the not the state of uh, of Granada But the town declared war on Denmark. And apparently, almost immediately after this declaration of war, it was forgotten about. Until it was uncovered by a historian going back through the the town records in 1981. And once it was discovered... It led to basically they, they got together with Denmark and the leaders of the town and the leader of Denmark got together. I'm sorry, the ambassador of Denmark publicly shook hands in a formal declaration of peace ending the 172 year uh, war because they did so on November 11, 1981. The town of Hoisgar was at war with Denmark for 100. And 72 years not a shot was fired no troops were mobilized no casualties were uh were were uh, inflicted on either side
2: <laughs> that we're aware of
1: <laughs> nothing that was ever officially reported mm-hmm.
3: what's what's this that's in case war were declared oh what happened war were declared war were
1: declared yeah so anyway i uh i, I found that very interesting there you go that was fun
2: thank you scott for bringing us those random obscure factoids that we love so much on this show Uh, you wound me sir (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just trying to keep it relevant ladies and gentlemen welcome finishing out this terrible trio he's joining us somewhere from time and space perhaps via a delorean it's the doc so, this is
3: a good this is this is good for my uh the crap that happens in my film class.
2: Uh, oh, oh uh, the recurring segment shit jazz kids said in class today. Doo, doo.
3: Uh, so this one's good in film class. This isn't so much today, it's been like this was last week in general. So, uh, we've been traveling through the decades and I've been force-feeding these kids movies that they would never watch on their own and Most of the time it turns out really well, and apparently a lot of them had never seen the movie Jurassic Park, which I found surprising. So I got to show them Jurassic Park, and having never seen Jurassic Park, they're, you know, few and far between jump scares. Okay, so this isn't so much something a kid said, it's more what a kid did. Uh, So the scene where the T-Rex breaks out and eats the goat and the goat leg lands on the um, plexiglass roof of the Ford Explorer. One of my students basically jumped out of her chair. Uh, The same student. Then later on when Ellie Sattler is trying to reboot the system and turn on the breakers, when the Raptor pops out, she also almost jumped out of her chair and then uh, the the last piece was when um, Samuel L. Jackson, Mr. Arnold, his arm falls down, she was had a jump scare for that. This is also the student that when I showed them Jaws, and you see um, Ben Gardner's head pop into the hole, <laughs> Uh she jumped at that as well. So, and these aren't little jump scare, like, for, if you know uh, it's coming, you're. it's not like a hoo. Oh, it's like a uh, Arms flailing about, um, heart stopping. Uh,
0: it's so it's she, awesome.
1: So they did, a, they did an impression of
0: Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did you see the goat? Um, ah, the goat landed on top of the thing. Ah, dinosaur the dinosaurs. Let's oh, kill the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. The ice age. <laughs> I'm,
1: uh, I'm glad I could trigger that, uh, that little <laughs> avalanche
2: there.
0: Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Huh? <laughs> you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? After careful consideration, I have decided not to endorse your park. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> Mr. Hammond, get to the chopper. We, <laughs> we can't make it. We're being hunted. Welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) Where can I park my Hummer? Condors. If I were to create a flock of condors on this island, you wouldn't have a thing to say. When you've got to go, you've got to go. (laughs) We can do this all show. (laughs) Apparently. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop and think if they should. Uh, life uh, uh, finds a way. Uh. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> hey, Scott. Mm-hmm. What do you call a blind dinosaur? What? And did you think he saw us? <laughs> hey, hey, Scott. <clears throat> What do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? And did you think he saw us? Rex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this concludes terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations. What I'm sure will be a recurring segment. Anytime Scott brings up anything related to Arnold from now on. Wow. Now I just want to see. I want to see Jurassic
3: Park shot for shot remake where every it's every all every character is Arnold. Just
2: everything. Just Arnold. Jurassic Park's what? the oops all Arnold edition. He left us. Ah, he left us.
1: I'm sure there's <laughs> an AI other... out there that can do it for
2: us. I'm gonna write that down. Our new segment. Oops, all Arnold. <laughs> So from now on, Scott will name a new movie and we'll give him the Oops All Arnold edition. Okay, so. Damn.
1: I'm sorry to anybody who has to listen to this from now on.
0: My name is Inigo Montoya.
2: <laughs> Let's not jump the gun. Let's save it for future. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry.
3: Oh. Jay the best part, the best part was just Come that on. we just kept going. We just kept
2: uh, going. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to feed feed Jay Jay. What would Arnold Schwarzenegger sound like if he was doing Latino John Voigt in the oops all Arnold edition of
0: Anaconda? Uh. Uh, never look into the eyes of the ones that you killed. They'll haunt you forever. I know. <laughs> Perfect. No
2: notes. (laughs) Okay. What are we here? Oh, yeah. G.I. Joe. (laughs) Okay. So, our actual show topic today. Uh, Again, it's a fun recurring segment we like to do where we sort of pitch a reboot of a film or a franchise or something. And in the casting of this project, somewhere amongst our list, (coughs) you will find the actor, Carl Urban. Because he's amazing and he has range and he can do anything and we have crushes on him. Well, collectively, we have a crush on Carl Urban. He's amazing. Uh, so this week, uh, I pitched something a little different. This isn't a specific movie we're rebooting. It's more of a franchise that is in desperate need of a lifeline, if you will. Uh, someone should really call Doc to come check out this. this. We don't want to mess this up like the last week, which is a total snow job. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're a kid of the 80s and early 90s, you will remember G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, which was the rebooted version of G.I. Joe from the 60s, which was the original first trademarked action figure. Um, the, the toy line that, that they saw how well Barbie was selling to girls where you buy the doll and then you buy a billion jillion accessories and outfits and cars. And uh, like, how do we get on that for the boys? Ah, you make him a soldier. And that's where G.I. Joe came from. The original G.I. Joe was a 12-inch figure uh, where they sold replicas of World War II-era equipment. uh, And then the line went on and kind of fizzled out. And then in the 80s, they brought it back as G.I. Joe, real American hero. uh, The toy line, the three and three-quarter inch size, so you could more easily afford all the gajillions the,
1: uh, the oh, superior form
2: of G.I. Joe. I oh, say. yes. Yeah, by far. Yes, yes. Uh, d- d- because what that allowed you to do was you could then make giant murmurous vehicles at relatively small scale. If your figure's 12 inches and you make a battleship for them, it's the size of a house. So, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, the toy line went from, I forgot to look through the exact years, but it was like 86 to like 1994 is when like the initial cartoons ended. Um, but just counting the toys and, and vehicles and play sets and you know, it was a great franchise, but like all things, it faded over time and it's, it's had some attempted reboots, um, namely the, um, uh, the G.I. Joe movies, which didn't really catch fire, certainly didn't replicate the success of Transformers, which is what they were hoping for. Uh, but today we're going to pitch to you very similar to a show me and Scott did a very long time ago where we pitched our concept for gi joe dust off our reboot of how we would do a gi joe movie did we actually do that as a show yeah we we talked about it in the car once but i don't know it was it was a riding shotgun episode on the way to i want to say gen con no i thought it was bowling green but i don't remember us recording it i just thought we talked about it oh it's recorded sir oh okay it's somewhere uh anyway that's okay, because today we're basically we're doing the same thing. We're gonna we're gonna simultaneously pitch you uh, an idea for or you know a reboot. Say we're all executives of a film studio. We've been given the the task of okay, we want to reinvigorate G.I. Joe with a movie. Who do you? What characters do you pick? Who do you cast? What's your general concept for it? Uh, all of that, and then sprinkled throughout our list somewhere, you will find Carl Urban. So, um. I sent everyone a list of five Joes and three Cobras and then gave everyone a wild card topic to pick any character you wanted from either side. Um, I don't know how you guys want to start this, uh, but we can just start at the top with the the man himself, uh, the the Duke. Um, Unless anybody else has anything to add before we jump in. Well, we've, nope. already got, we've, already got, we've already got the Duke. We've had the Duke. It's John Wayne. You can't
1: be anybody other than John so. There's a few problems with that. But what, what?
2: Well, he's he's dead.
1: Ah, that didn't stop. Star Wars <laughs> has
2: been for uh, some time. <laughs> so Duke is the, the, the de facto leader of the Joes on his, his file card. He's listed as an airborne infantryman. Uh, he's a first sergeant. And for the cartoon, anyway, for the first season and a half, two seasons, he is the de facto leader of the G.I. Joes. You uh, say, I'm sorry.
3: I was just going to say, if you want me to, to start, I can start. I Go can, for it. Because I'm the one that like, I guess I'm the outsider. And I just picked these people based on short descriptions of their characters that I found on like Wikipedia. So we'll, we'll see right. how I did.
1: So hang on, we gotta address this elephant in the room real quick. I'm sorry. You've never seen G.I. Joe? The movies, yes. One of the movies. No, no, no. I'm talking about the 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 nineteen eighties cartoon. Like I've never G.I. watched G.I. Joe. It. Real American hero. One of the best if, cartoons ever.
3: If I did, it was like sparsely, but I didn't like focus on it. I watched other stuff.
1: Wow. Okay.
3: Sorry. Once again, you wound me. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry maybe maybe some of my picks will make up for it, or just shoot me down a deeper darker hole, so Duke, I was like, okay, he's gotta be a leader type. I want like a burly sort of very american looking leader like you look at this guy and you're like, yeah, he was in the military at some point in time um so my choice for Duke is Alan Richson. Who currently plays Reacher. Jack Reacher on the show Reacher?
1: It's not a bad casting, uh, but uh, I, I think he's, in my opinion, he's just he's physically just a little too big for Duke. He just he screams some kind of other role, but I mean I, I can see it. I, I, I'm not I don't hate it. Uh, Again, like I said, I was just like I was looking
3: for a physical presence of like not just leadership, but you look at him and you go, yeah, this guy's in the military.
1: Um, Yeah, he can definitely pull off the military presence and the the mindset. He's got that
2: command. He speaks, you listen kind of thing, yeah. I dig it. There's a ton of inter- internet rumors of, of him being Batman, which are purely internet rumors. It's the internet wanting um, him to be Batman. but I don't want him to be Batman. Uh, I want him to be... Who did I want him? I want him to be Guy Gardner. He would make a much better Guy Gardner. Be great as Guy Gardner, but unfortunately, but, uh, Nathan Fillion took that role from him. So Yeah,
1: but Nathan Fillion, not to get us off topic, he's, he's just a tad
2: too old to be Guy Gardner, in my opinion. He's a much better Hal Jordan, you're right. Yeah, he's a better Hal Jordan. But sadly, we're not casting the DC universe because James Gunn has not returned our phone calls. So, <sighs> no, not bad. That, that's that's a, a solid start, Jay. Uh, and to defend Jay, um, the original cartoon series Scott was only ran eighty three to
0: eighty
2: six. Uh, it, yeah. it ran in syndication, and then they kind of the 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 different animation studio took over for a little while longer. But Jay and I being born in eighty four and eighty five. Um, by the time we were old enough to really get into G.I. Joe, the cartoon was kind of already over. So I'm lucky I, I, I inherited a a three box loads of G.I. Joe figures from an older cousin who wasn't playing with him anymore. So his mom decided to give them to me and my brother, uh, which I promptly declared all of them as mine. Um <laughs> So, if it wasn't for that injection, I would not have memories of of any, I would not have any of the original, like, two or three waves of G.I. Joe figures. Because by the time me and Jay were buying G.I. Joes, it was all the late 90s neon Ugh. eco warrior G.I. Joe Force stuff. Oh, oh, way past, way worse than Tiger Force. Way worse than Tiger Force. <laughs> it got gaudier than Tiger Force. Must have been after I got out of it ninja force and 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 eco warriors and star brigade or space brigade whatever the space one was yeah it got a little weird so jake don't pretty. think i was mostly into legos so a lot
3: like a shit ton of legos that was my cup of tea so
1: that's yeah, something i could never get into was legos yeah. never 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 really got the lego
3: craze but i had, had many a war with my lego characters but anyway
2: <laughs> fair enough see smaller scale figures vehicles are more affordable wars can happen um, yeah anytime me and my friends would play g.i joe it was always in my basement because they would bring their handful of figures over to add to the ginormous pile of stuff i inherited so uh j allen Richardson is duke not bad uh we're getting the ball rolling i like it i can see that i i would be okay with that even uh he, he would definitely not you could do worse But I've got a choice. Uh, I have an option. I I think might be a little bit better. Um, Because in addition to being tough and physical and the kind of guy who leads by doing and leads from the front, um, Duke also has a bit of a charisma about him. He's a bit of a ladies' man. Uh, And there's a young actor who I think is great and he's not quite been given the time to shine he deserves. Um, But I think this could be his breakout in this fictional movie that doesn't exist that we're casting people for um you know him from probably falcon and winter soldier uh he was also fantastic in monarch legacy of monsters and he did a world war ii movie that i can't think of the name of now uh so i'm gonna seriously look it up real quick i'm talking about wyatt russell um son of the famous kurt russell uh, he plays uh, – him and his father play the same character in two different ages, two different uh, uh, time periods in Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. And he, he plays as a military officer. Uh, Overlord is the movie I couldn't think of. Um, he plays the military officer assigned to Monarch, He's, and he starts out as kind of the rough-and-tumble jarhead, uh, and he sort of, through his, his time with these scientists, softens a bit. Uh, but just seeing him in that 70s-era – military uniform I was like holy shit that's Duke like he just looks perfect and he's he can handle the action scenes no problem And he's got just enough of his dad's charisma when he cracks a smile that uh, to me it just like it screamed and again seeing him in those those uh, Vietnam era fatigues I was like dude there's Duke Uh, just screamed out to me so he was he was my pick that's not a bad pick yeah I'm I'm looking at him and yeah
1: once again I, I sorry Jay once again just because of you know, uh, uh Reachers, you know, has much of a physically imposing man as he is. Uh I I would lean toward toward this one here. I, I like him as well. Uh I've not seen any of these movies. I've not seen him in a movie. Uh so I don't I don't have the context that you have going into it for this. But yeah, once again, I don't hate it. It's it's good.
2: Trying to find a picture of him in his fatigues from that's close, yeah you, know, you know what, Scott?
3: It's fine. You just hate every pick that I ever pick, and and that's okay. I'll just it's fine. I will concede all of my picks from here on out as being terrible. so
0: yeah, uh,
1: you know, if you want to, I mean, I'm not gonna stop you. Uh, I'm just, just saying just
0: uh, did, did, you, did you see Scott? Uh,
1: yeah. Um,
0: he, Of course he looks a little
1: young there But that, that was a number of years ago So I can see him I'm just
3: going to go ahead and throw out the rest of my picks now and, and just burn this paper That I
2: wrote all my picks on If that, you want that, That's from a series from a year ago Scott Yeah he's younger there you, Okay you're not wrong you
1: I it's Yeah
3: I'm I can see it John I see,
2: I see what you're Thank saying you. Alright Scott who you got
1: uh, well, I went I went completely different than everybody else. Um, I was really thinking Danny DeVito could pull this off.
2: Um,
3: I see it.
1: You, you, can you see it? I mean, yeah, if you watch, it's always uh, sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. He, he, he leads the pack, just like... No, I'm sorry. I had him as Destro, so...
1: <laughs> no, actually, I went with... Uh, when I thought about uh, somebody to play, play Duke, I went with... Um, uh, Glenn Powell from Pop uh, oh. Gun Maverick, and and of course he plays Hangman in that. And I know Hangman has that kind of a, uh, uh, what would you call it? Bravado.
0: That,
1: yeah, bravado and stuff. that Duke doesn't have, but I I I think you know that's just the character he's playing. I, I just looking at him and and everything, especially he's got just a. Uh, I don't know. It just that—that's where my mind immediately went. Was was for 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 Glenn Powell there. Um, Not bad. I, I I liked that one. Uh, I could see him definitely in in that role with uh, with uh, all of the 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 Dookie
2: stuff that goes along with it. You know, what you know, like Dookie stuff? Dookie stuff. Dookie stuff. Town city? Uh, <clears throat> your word I... usage is on fire tonight scott thank you okay uh we'll move it along then uh, our second uh character because you and again i'm very much cherry picking there there's a a plethora a plethora of uh um, of, of g.i <laughs> joe's to pick from So I tried to whittle this down to, like, if you had to, because, again, we're casting a live-action movie. Actors are expensive. We can't have 35 G.I. Joes on the team. Let's pare it down to, like, a core four or five. And if you're going to do that, I think these are, like, your most iconic core five G.I. Joes. Uh, So right after Duke, our leader, next person we're going to cast is Scarlett. Uh, who, according to her file card, is the counterintelligence specialist, who also has... uh, 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 um, can't think of words. She's also a specialist in martial arts and wields the crossbow, the power crossbow. Boys, who did you have for Scarlet?
3: So, I was thinking martial arts background has to be good hand-to-hand combat. I would like an actress... That has experience with some combat or, you know, hand to hand fighting, maybe with not guns, maybe with swords and bows and things that don't require, you know, firearms. Um, And then that got me thinking. And Scarlet is, from the pictures I saw, also a redhead, which my mind immediately went to Rose Leslie. From Game of Thrones. She uh, played Egret. Yeah. In Game of
2: Thrones. She told Jon Snow he knows nothing.
3: Yeah. So that's where okay. I went.
2: Okay. Who is this?
3: Uh, who? Rose Leslie. She's, I think she's married to Kit Harington, right? Rose
1: Leslie. Yeah. I'm... She's good. Oh, okay. the...
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I hate it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>
3: Don't pull any punches, Scott. Tell me how you really feel.
1: Holy
0: shit.
3: Uh,
1: No, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Um I don't know if I've actually I mean, I know I've seen her. I'm just trying to remember her from something. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Two seasons of Game of Thrones? I have seen Game of Thrones. I do not remember her in it.
3: Yeah, she was the wildling, the redhead wildling that slept with Jon Snow in the and like he captured her and was
1: yeah, trying sexy to take cave. her
3: back. Yeah, the sexy cave. I don't know. They, they climbed the ice wall together.
2: Nope. She was oh. the sidekick to Vin Diesel in The Last Witch Hunter. Didn't see that. Really?
1: I know the actress. I've seen the actress, but I okay. cannot place her from anything. I don't know what I've seen her in.
3: Anyway, I thought she'd be good.
2: No, that's a solid as a pick.
3: Counterintelligence type person. so.
2: Solid pick, bud.
3: And and now you're gonna outshine me.
2: Outshine as a matter of opinion, uh, no. Just uh, and this I is what it. I struggle with because, okay, uh, this is what I struggle with with, with Scarlet is is uh, she's she's pivotal because like Black Widow, um, she has red hair. No, like Black Widow, she is most of the time the only female amongst a bunch of dudes. So she kind of has to be representative of, of like all females in the military kind of thing. It, it's a, it's a lot to live up to. Um, so you want to cast somebody who can hold their own both physically and, and like, you know, with the dialogue and whatnot. And, and, and you, you want someone who can, who can again, hold their own. Um, so I was trying to think of looking at the, the cast I had put together who would hold their own with this cast. Um, the Red hair, I wasn't so much worried about because you know you can always dye their hair, but uh, I do believe this actress played a redhead in one of her Netflix shows. Um, this is someone who I'm a little bit in love with, uh, from the Northman and New Mutants and starring in the upcoming Furiosa movie. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy uh, is my pick for Scarlet uh, because she's got incredible range as an actress, she's fantastic, uh, she can, she, she's been in stuff that runs the gamut of, of you know, from comedy to drama to action to period pieces. Um, and, and I feel like even though she's a little smaller in stature, she's a firecracker, um, especially in North Man. She's awesome in that movie. But uh, I, I think this would be awesome to see her get to really kick up things into action mode, which it, it looks like she's going to get to do in Furiosa. Um, so that was my pick was, was Anna Taylor-Joy. So. Okay. I've only seen her in *Queen's Gambit*.
1: I have not seen *The Northman* um, uh, and such. Uh, I, I'm looking at her, and, and you know, as, as you said, she's kind of a more petite kind of a. I should look at her too. Yeah. That's cool. and, and stuff uh, and things. I'm looking at the 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 poster here for *Furiosa: uh, Rise of the Mad Max*, um, but uh, and I can see where she's got a little bit of a. But, yeah, my, I mean, my mind did not go to, to, to that. Once again, the only thing I've seen her in was Queen's Gambit. Um, you know, and, and I, I just... I look at Scarlet, I don't see Chess Player. Uh, that's just me. I, I don't know. It's, not. it's the only thing I've seen her in. I didn't see the Northmen, so I don't have that context for her.
2: I've been telling you boys for years to watch Northmen. I don't think you've ever mentioned it before.
3: Northmen, that's about, like... Um... Minnesota, right? It's
1: about what? What? Yeah. Hmm? It's
2: about Minnesota. Northman? North, Sorry, North. I'm looking at pictures of my own Uh, what now? Oldman. Uh, oh, yeah? Anyway. Do you oh. mind your P's and cues now here?
1: Oh, she played Liliana in The New Mutants. <laughs> what? What?
3: <laughs> Use your John, words. John brought up The New Mutants. And... Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Are you sure? I don't think. You yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, Scott. Uh, what do you, you
1: got? You you all are going to like my pick. We we just, we just don't even need to. You know. Um. Now, for Scarlet, even though I'm not a fan of Scarlet, um, I've never really liked Scarlet that much as far as the character uh, is concerned. But um, uh, I was going to put Karen Gillan uh, in 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 the role because uh, I, I like. Like her attitude and physicality as nebula, uh, and then you know uh, her characterizations from Doctor Who uh, and everything so she can she can go from deadpan humor to serious ass kicking and such um, plus you know looking at just different artwork for for uh, uh, scarlet there's a uh, it's just a really nice piece of art. I don't know where it came. I don't know it came from the. It might have come from the uh, the role playing game. I'm not sure. See now I want to look the dark web. But yeah, Karen Gillan is, is 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 who I was going to put in for Scarlet. Just saying, not bad. Uh, plus, she needs work with hair. Uh, <laughs> that poor woman. They just need to let her grow her damn hair out.
2: Well, she's the one who kept shaving it. Yeah,
1: you know, because she's she's trying to be the best Nebula she can be.
2: Yeah, she might be a little. Did you hear the story about uh, when they announced her casting at Comic Con? They hadn't even set like a filming date yet, but she got to her head for it.
1: Okay, I, I, did I did not hear that.
2: She came in with a full head of hair. And it's, yeah, so I might have been a bit hasty, I might have been a bit rash, and she just lifts up her hair. So oh, they they took her actual hair and made a wig for her out of her own hair, so she that... could finish shooting her Doctor Who stuff. But yeah, she already shaved her head. Jeez. That just seems like that just seems like not shaving your head with extra steps. She was really, really raring, raring to go.
1: Apparently, good for it.
2: Not a bad quality to have in this Scarlet, though. Okay. Great. The next one, you have to have him on the list. A team without this character is like X-Men without Wolverine. By that, I mean better. I mean, by that, I mean it wouldn't be complete. Um, This character is synonymous with the franchise so much so he's the only character who's gotten his own solo movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it was bad, but he got one. Just like X-Men and Origins Wolverine. It was bad, but we gave him one. (laughs) Snake Eyes. Uh... Again, arguably the most popular character to come from the show. (coughs) So that being said, now this character can go wildly different depending on which era of Snake Eyes you're familiar with. So Snake Eyes, whose official team designation is Commando, with expertise in hand-to-hand combat and edged weapons. Notice it does not say ninja, but he's a ninja. Um, So, Jay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Who's your snake eyes? So I was thinking about this. I was like, all right, snake eyes, you know, he wears all black. He wears a mask. He uses edged weapons. You need somebody who's used to being in a mask, not saying anything, not talking, using edged weapons. And when I described snake eyes to Megan, cause she wasn't familiar with it either. I was describing snake eyes and she goes, Oh, so Black Noir from The Boys. And so I said yeah pretty much because that's who I cast, Nathan Mitchell, who plays Black Noir in The Boys. Um and it you know I looked at his background, he's he's got a martial arts background. He does stuff in the show as Black Noir like action things. And what his non-action things, I think he gets, like, even though Black Noir doesn't, he has a personality, but he gets Black Noir's personality to come out. So I think he would do a great job uh, playing Snake Eyes. Okay. Like, I don't need him to talk. Yeah. I don't need him to take off his mask. He's just there. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, We don't need to change that. Like, he doesn't need to take off his mask, so...
2: Fair enough.
3: That's what I went with.
2: Yeah. Scott?
1: Oh, no. I refuse to cast Snake Eyes, because I refuse to have Snake Eyes in any movie that I would participate in for G.I. Joe. He's an overrated character. Like Jay says, he doesn't talk. He has no facial expressions. He has no background. He does nothing. He's a crappy character. I don't know why everybody likes him. He was shitty on the show, and he's shitty now. He's overdone, and no, I'm going to refuse to cast
0: <coughs> No matter who you put in. It doesn't matter. <coughs> Okay,
2: Okay, so um, I had Scott go first because my answer was a cop-out, but um, I don't realize Scott's answer is also a cop-out. So here's the compromise between the cop-outs. So here's my pitch, okay? Stick with me now. You don't need to cast anybody as Snake Eyes. Not because he isn't in the movie. I'm not saying do GI Joe without Snake Eyes. I would never say that. I am. However, as Jay pointed out, this is the character who does not speak. It's the character who wears a mask the entire time? So who Snake Eyes is really doesn't matter. What matters is Snake Eyes is there. There's another character who's very similar in as in regards to that. Who wears a mask. Doesn't really matter who's wearing the mask as long as someone has the mask and is doing cool things. We then associate it with that character, that character being the Mandalorian. Now kind of the worst kept secret in Hollywood that as the Mandalorian went on, uh, Pedro Pascal filmed less and less of his actual part on set, uh, cause he was busy doing other stuff, uh, to the point where if you believe some reports, he basically just comes in and does voiceover now. Uh, but when he's not physically there, it's two or three stunt guys. Um, playing Mando, depending on what Mando has to do for that scene, because there are stunt guys that have different specialties um, in the stunt industry, so depending what Mando has to do in that scene it's one of two or three stunt guys I think that's the approach to bring two Snake Eyes, just having someone there in costume, in a cool Snake Eyes costume, that gets you Snake Eyes because there's no, oh, famous lines he has to say, or an attitude he has to bring across, he's just Snake Eyes He's he's just there to be the badass ninja so just cast a couple of badass stunt guys who can do really cool ninja moves, and put them in the costume. And then, in a cute little nod to the file card for Snake Eyes, when when you come to the credits, he lists Snake Eyes, and then a name next to so it you put Classified.
0: That's my pitch. Yeah, I, I
1: I just I can't stand the character. He's a one-trick pony. Um, he's he's featureless he's the most blank slate character you can have. He only has one story and that's his shadow the storm shadow story.
2: Uh, I right his love triangle but Duke and Scarlet. No. No, there really isn't. I, sure I, I think there is. No. The way
3: I look at it is like like I said, when when I see it and I watch the boys and Black Noirs and the Boys, yeah. he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything.
2: Yeah. But
3: he has personality.
2: And I just the boring. cartoons that talk in his head have personality. Hmm. I'm not saying I disagree with your pick. Your pick can definitely come play in my in, in my community snake eyes. That's fine. I'm cool with that.
3: I, I don't know. I'd say watch the boys again and, and watch the black noir scenes. He I feel like that actor gives personality to the character just with his mannerisms. It might be written into the show. I don't know, but like
1: anyway. I've only seen a handful of episodes of The Boys, like
2: maybe two-thirds of season one. And, yeah. It, eh. but, well, Blackwater doesn't get much to do in season one, so I can see that. No, uh, I, again, I, I don't dislike your choice, Jay. I'm I just think the character itself is all people are going to see. Yeah. So, cast the best some people to do the coolest moves while they're in the suit. And there you go. Excuse me. So, yeah, okay, moving on then. All right, fourth spot. The resident ranger of the team. His specialties are infantry and interpreter. In the cartoon, he likes to speak in random, horribly pronounced (laughs) lingo from other languages. Stalker, um, who, if you read the comics, was on a LARP team with Snake Eyes and Duke back in the day. So there you go uh guys who do you have for stalker
3: i i don't have like a huge backstory of why i picked this person i just think that they fit the role so my my pick for stalker is john boyega
2: you sure do like you that john boyega don't you (laughs) (laughs) i don't blame you I don't no, know. I don't feel like I'd pick. put him in that many things. Just... He tried to cast him in a shitty uh, 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 lifetime Christmas movie. We yeah. had a whole debate about John Boyega doesn't do lifetime Christmas movies. Yeah, John Boyega. Yeah. yeah. John Boyardi. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I he like it, fun. Jay. That's, well, a, that's a solid pick.
1: I don't know.
3: I just think he'd fit well in this world of. What I've created with the people I've cast. So. Do
2: we have a pic of John Boyega with a mustache? That's okay. We I can don't know. Okay. we can we can add it and post.
1: They've got all that digital. They, they they've got the the digital stuff from um, uh, Henry Cavill's digital mustache that they had to take out. So we'll just throw it on on John. Boyega. Oh,
2: so we'll take the mustache we cut out from exactly and put yeah. it on John. It on okay. John Boyega.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure.
2: Uh, I cracked myself. Sorry, I'm googling John Boyega mustache. He's got good. He's got
3: some pictures with facial hair where he's got like a beard going on.
2: No, look, it's good. I I dig it. Legit. That's uh that's solid. That's uh that's better than mine because I just kind of cast somebody who I thought had a good mustache. All right, John Boyega for Stalker. Okay, so my pick uh, is not the one I texted you guys last week, I'm calling a, an audible. Um, I don't know if you, either of you guys have seen Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: No. Or the
2: Haunted Mansion movie from last year. No. Okay, so I'm just going to Lakeith Stanfield is my pick for for Stalker. I think he's got the right build, and he looks good with the that sort of thin mustache that soccer is always drawn as having. Um, and I'm sure he can, he can say random things in French and, and whatnot to to get across that He's the same interpreter. Um, again, I saw this actor in, in both of those films and something about his portrayal in, in haunted mansion. Um, not the one with Eddie Murphy, the one from 2023. Um, he just kind of popped up in my head.
0: Um, so okay. that's who I put down. He
2: he, he might be uh, might be a little overqualified for the GI Joe movie, but uh, that's what I
1: picked. All right, Scott.
2: Interesting. Um,
1: well, so unfortunately, my first choice can't be in the movie because he's not available anymore. Sadly, because I would love to see Carl Weathers as as a stalker. I know he's a lawyer oh. I'd still love to see him in the role. I think it would be fun. But uh as far as an actual cast, uh and and this comes and and I'll I'll go ahead and admit it right now. This this comes from the fact that I've been I've been watching this series recently. Uh so he's right there in the forefront of my 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 mind, you know, you, you watch it recently and it's just kind of stuck there. But um, I still think he could do it. Is uh, an actor named True Valentino. Um, he he plays in the he plays in the rookie. He he comes in in season four of the rookie, uh, I think. And um, but he's also in and I haven't seen this movie, but he's, he's also in Fast and, Fast and Furious Spy Racers. I don't know, two
2: thousand nineteen. What don't
1: what? I don't know. It just, I'm just looking at his IMDb credits here real quick. Hang on, I'll pull it up. Oh, it's an animated series. Wow, okay. Never mind, he did voiceover work in that. Huh. I just saw Fast and the Furious on his thing, and I thought, well, I know John has watched the Fast and the Furious movies. Maybe he knows him from that. But no, no, this is this is an animated thing. Never mind. Shows you how little I know about the Fast and the Furious
2: franchise. I thought Spy Racer was a legitimate one of the Fast and Furious movies. So, Fast and Furious don't have subtitles. They all get numbers that are worked into puns. Okay, Fast and Furious, Spy Racer 6. Like, Too Fast, Too Furious, or the F-8 of the Furious. Okay. true. Hey, he, has a, yeah. he does a
0: lot of voiceover work.
2: He does, good God. Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar,
0: Mighty Ones. Beavis and Butthead. That yep. so was the like it's first live-action thing.
2: The first one I've come across.
0: Uh, Excuse me. It's
2: okay. All right. Anyway, true, yeah. True I've Valentino. Heard.
1: True Valentino.
2: <laughs> All righty, then. I'm moving right along. Routing out our Joes. Uh, the last but not least member of the team. You got to have this one. Because A, they're a fun character from the show. And B, they represent a branch of the military that you got to have on here. It's not quite G.I. Joe. So representing the U.S. Navy, we have Shipwreck. Whose file card just says, Sailor. <laughs> uh, it goes on to say he's a gunner's mate. cross trained as a machinist. And he's an all-around typical Navy guy, whatever the hell that means. One um, of my favorite Joes, I love shipwreck. He's great. He's great. He's got the 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 like '70s sailor uniform with that the white hat. He's always got a paired on him. He's got a grappling hook for some reason. Uh, he's he's got a friggin' flintlock blunderbuss pistol that he keeps in a, in a thigh holster. It makes no sense, but we went with the nautical theme. So here we go as shipwreck Jay, Who you got? So, I was thinking, like, what I read, too,
3: is, and this could be incorrect, I don't know, this is what I read on Wikipedia, that he was also apparently from Hispanic background, and then that got me thinking, and then I was like, man, who would look awesome with a parrot on their shoulder that could pull this off, and I think of, you know, be funny and, and kind of quippy, so my shipwreck is Pedro
1: Pascal. I actually could see him as Pedro Pascal, yeah, yeah, uh, or, or, or as shipwreck. i could I could most definitely see Pedro Pascal doing this this uh, uh, this character. In fact, now I want to see Pedro Pascal doing and this. I like, like I said, in
3: my list of like the way I'm casting this and the people I picked, to me, like going back, I know you, you Scott's not a huge fan of it, but Alan Richson as Duke, I feel is like, the stoic sort of like strong leader versus Pedro Pascal as the funny comedic relief, and then John Boyega somewhere in the middle.
2: Okay, so I can see that.
3: Um, but I just I just imagine Pedro Pascal on set with this like parrot on his shoulder the whole time, just doing GI Joe things.
1: So. Doing Joe things. That's my biggest Yeah, I, I always liked uh, shipwreck. And and the fact that when when I always I always liked it, the, the cartoon, because when the cartoon starts, he's not a Joe. Um, they uh, uh they they pick him up uh in a storyline. Uh, and if I remember correctly, they find him sailing a skiff through the desert so he's he's got like this he's got like this this kevin costner water world cobbled Can together hammer and skiff thingy that will somehow sp- speed has a sail on it so it's wind powered um but it will it will like slide across desert sands like, you know, sleds slide across snow or, you know, boats in water. But, yeah, I think that's where they pick him up. It's been a while.
0: But, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, John, you're, are you currently watching the series? I know it's on in the background, yes.
2: No, no, I mean, you're, you started at the beginning. Are you, are you actually watching through the series? I, I-, I can't because those files won't play on my Blu-ray player for some reason. Well, damn it. Yeah, that's what I said, too.
1: But
2: yeah, no,
0: I,
1: I like it. I love Pedro Pascal's. This This is, yeah,
2: this is good. So, um, I cast the beard, I'm not gonna lie. I looked at the character purely visually, looked the beard that he has, and uh, I cast the beard. And uh, if you're gonna get somebody who can play the comic relief who hits on every woman on the team. Um, and seems to be more of a slacker than really a Joe, but could pull it off in a way that is lovable and not annoying. Uh, I think more of like uh, the role using this character play in, in Thor Ragnarok. Carl uh, Urban is my shipwreck. Hey, Carl. There he is. Popped up for the first time in the show today. Yeah, Carl Urban was my shipwreck. Uh, I forgot he's supposed to be of Hispanic, uh, whatever. Carl Urban. That's my shipwreck. Well, that's because okay. in the show he, he's got a weird accent. It's like a very heightened New Jersey kind of accent. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. The the, the whole um, uh, Hispanic background, if you're just watching the cartoon, never really comes out. Uh,
2: but it is a fun angle to lean into because uh, it's right there in the character's bio. Like that—that's his name. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I just I just went with okay. If someone who's more the comic relief of the team, uh, but can also pull off the action scenes and looks good with a beard.
0: Carler, so. there you I go. I like it. Thank you, Scott. Scott.
1: Yeah. See, but now I have no thunder because because shipwreck is is my favorite Joe. I've always liked shipwreck. So, guess who I cast as shipwreck. So you, Carl yourself? But, oh. but I have no thunder now. So because it's just like, oh, I did that too. <laughs> and yay me.
3: So I'm the only one that didn't Carl Urban shipwreck.
1: Yes. Okay. Out of the three of us, the other two did. Ah. You are the only one who didn't. Very yes, true. that's three fourths.
2: So let's see why you're a math teacher.
0: <laughs>
2: why did you pick Carl Urban for Shipwreck? Because he's my favorite Joe, and it's Carl Urban. And it's, it's Carl Urban can do anything, so, including Scarlet, I figure okay. I cast
1: him as my favorite Joe.
2: Okay, I just didn't know if you had more reason than Carl Urban is my favorite actor in the history of the acting, and I like shipwrecks. So I, I didn't know if you had more.
1: Yeah, that was that. about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Well, hey, look. Sometimes when it feels right, just go with it. Okay. I
1: mean, the, the beard works too. I agree with you. Yeah, like like you, just, you put the hat on him and uh, and everything else. Um, uh but, uh, but yeah, that was that was about it. I was like, oh, you know, as soon as we mentioned this, like in my head, I was like, oh, Carl Urban's got to be shipwreck. He's got the beard, he's got the look, he's got the everything, plus you know, shipwreck and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Okay, then.
2: Anyway. Well, then, in the words of our favorite Firefly character, let's be bad guys. Enough of the Joes. Without someone to fight, the Joes have nothing to do and the Joes have one of the greatest villains and, and, and perhaps the best villain organization in all of 80's cartoon shows. Uh, keep your uh, uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or your your whatever Skeletor's crew was called. Uh, they were also called Mutants. Anyway, G.I. Joe fights against Cobra. Oh. A secret terrorist organization bent on world domination. And heading up the organization of Cobra is Hold on, let me check. The Cobra Commander. It's a bit on the nose. Okay.
0: As his.
2: <laughs> as his file card lists him, the Enemy Leader. I don't think you can put that job title on a resume, but Enemy Leader. Uh, specializing in intelligence and experimental weaponry. Boys, who did you cast as Cobra Commander?
3: Uh so I wanted, I wanted my Cobra Commander to have like an air of like awesomeness, you know, a sort of gravitas to him. And I think about Cobra Commander, I always think about the voice. And so I tried to think of somebody who had a powerful voice that could lead. And I picked somebody who is usually a good person, that I thought would be interesting on the flip side of that coin. Uh, so my co- my Cobra commander is Idris Elba. Ooh,
2: Interesting. The only problem with Idris Elba is the temptation to have him show his face because it's Idris Elba. And I thought of that, like, you could, I don't know,
3: I guess you could, like, finagle it so that you could see idris elba's face but i just think it would be interesting
2: no that that definitely yeah no he uh he's got the voice for it
3: and uh, yeah like i think of um oh shit what uh the actor won't come to me but um kingdom of heaven he plays the king uh it it was a really well-known actor but you never saw his face edward norton edward norton there we go like i think of that idea where it's like you still can pull it off without seeing who they are that's you know
0: anyway I'm okay idris elba nice yeah. I mean, so i'm,
2: I'm
1: trying to he, well, i'm trying to remember what he sounds like now I, okay I can't.
2: <laughs> All right. So I also went with, with the voice, because Cobra Commander, depending on which version of the show you watch, is his face is always covered, whether it's a, a not at all a KKK hood, uh, or it's the the visored helmet look, whatever his face is always covered. It's the voice. And so I went with someone who okay, because in my version you, you go with the visored helmet, not the weird bag over their head look. Because um, it looks cooler, and it's interesting to, to to work around practically. Because uh, my Cobra would be more of a physical commander; he would literally be out fighting the Joes, not just you know screaming at his subordinates. Uh, but what you want, for me anyway, is you got to have the voice. You got to have someone whose voice has gravitas and authority, uh, but can also handle the moments of being a bit of a bu- bit of a buffoon. That's kind of who Cobra Commander is, so I want someone who can handle both uh, threatening and funny, uh, often in the same scene at the drop of a hat. Um, you know him from Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards, Christoph Waltz, huh? Specifically as the voice of Cobra Commander. Yeah, that's that's a good choice.
1: Thank you. That's a, that's a damn good choice, actually. I love it i i think it's, I, I don't i can't argue with it it's just you know because yeah he, he's got he can go he can go from commanding to subtle to threatening to uh not jovial but uh, uh jovial yeah actually that's not a not a bad yeah um yeah you bastard
2: sorry it's
3: no idris elba but i he guess it's okay
2: it's very much not.
3: I guess it's it's serviceable.
2: Oh, okay. I, Scott got nothing. No,
1: no, I do. Um, it's not. Uh, I mean, that one blows it out of the water. There's just no comparison. Now, okay. uh, I, I, I'll I'll give you that. Um, and it's going to sound a little weird, you know, because unlike you two, I was trying to cast for the face. You know the whole metal plate and everything. I was trying to think who has a metal plate for a face. Uh, wait, sorry, no, you, no, not buying that.
2: Are we not? No. Did you cast Megatron, Scope Commander?
1: Yes, yes, I did. Um, no, uh, it was. I think we were all on the same page here. Basically, we're just trying to cast a voice talent because you would actually have to have him in the suit. If you know, if you want to do the uniform, I should say. Um, but for, for the performance of, you know, uh, Cobra commander, and the voice and everything I cast, uh, I went with Matt Smith. Mm. I know it sounds weird. I like it. But I mean, if you, if, when, when he's playing Dr. Who and stuff and, and also in the crown and, and other things like his, his cadence and his delivery has such a wide range of 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 what
2: he can convey uh, and stuff. So,
0: yeah. I really that's... like that pick.
2: We also got robbed of seeing Matt Smith as a villain in Star Wars. So uh, That's true. I'm down with that. I, I really like that pick, actually. I would want him in the suit, though. Well, we'd have to give him lifts or something. It's called an Apple Box, and we shoot from a low angle. It's fine.
1: Like they did with... He's a tall guy. Stuff.
2: I like it. <laughs> I dig it. Anyway, yeah, right it. Okay. Good pick.
0: Yay!
2: Alright then, so Cobra Commander is leading Cobra, who has all this cool advanced weaponry. Where do they get that cool advanced weaponry from? Why Mars? Acme? No, no, Mars. The Military Armament Research System. Mars. Which is headed by, of course, Destro. Or as his file card says enemy weapon supplier. They're not wrong. I feel like they got a little lazy on the Cobra cards. Uh, also listed his secondary specialty, terrorist. Everybody's gonna have a hobby.
1: I mean, very, you know,
2: very on the nose.
1: You can't, you can't be a weapons. Uh... An arms dealer, uh, full time. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get out. You gotta stretch your legs. And not even
2: weapon supplier, enemy weapon supplier. Just, just to make sure you understand, we don't buy stuff from him. Cobra does. Now, now, Jay, Jay, just to be clear, this is,
1: this is Destro, not death stroke. Yeah, yeah.
3: Subtle but oh, big. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Gotcha. Big, big difference. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Gotcha. So, Jay, uh, tell us why you cast Manu Bennett. <laughs> so uh damn it um <laughs> actually i
3: don't hate man yeah, it's
1: actually not a match, That's <laughs> a match. i've heard <laughs> worse
3: so i was thinking i was thinking to myself okay like i was reading his description again on like wikipedia or something and and he wears a mask as well but it's like for ceremonial purposes or like well, not ceremonial but like
1: his, historical his brother well so his brother's in prison And he wears the mask until his brother is released. Wow. Okay. It's an ancestral thing, yeah. Yeah. It is an ancestral thing. It's an ancestral mask. But yeah, he wears it until his brother is released from captivity. So
3: I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, who is somebody that can still pull off all of the things of like, maybe being comedic, uh, you know, uh, being serious, being a weapons dealer, doing all these things while their face is covered. And what person could I think of that has done a great job of, you know, using only part of his face, I guess, to demonstrate a wide range and and do awesome at it. So uh, Carl Urban is my Destro. Ooh.
1: Interesting choice for Carl Urban.
2: You will not hear uh, me complaining about Carl Urban, turn. I will. Uh, I will admit. Notes. If if I was going to cast
1: him as Cobra, that's not where I was looking to cast him because because I was really I was really on the fence about casting him uh, as a as a Cobra, not so much that I thought about it, but I can see him as Destro.
3: I just yeah, and uh, again I was thinking like he could pull it off, like he. He can channel his inner dread and I think do pretty good as Destro. So,
2: okay, I dig it. I am jiggy with it also. <laughs> so, I was casting the things I think of when I think of Destro, which is number one, big, number two, bald, number three, Scottish even though he doesn't really speak with an accent on the, the show. I mean, he has an accent, but it doesn't really have a Scottish accent. But that's where his family is supposed to be descended from. So only one name popped into my head, because you want someone who's physically imposing, because Destro usually does more of the actual fighting with the Joes um, than Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander usually just commanding other people to go do stuff. Destro is more boots on the ground, usually. So I wanted somebody who was physically imposing and could handle the action and handle fighting the Joes. Uh, and somebody who looks good bald, and someone who has that voice. And that list neared it down very quickly to a guy you may not recognize the name, Graham McTavish. He was in the Hobbit trilogy. He was in Rambo 4, Jay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, in House of the Dragon most recently. Ah. He's also my number one pick for who we should recast as Balen Skull uh for the next season of ahsoka he would make a great recast for that uh yeah there you go there's my destro Graham mctavish See, I'm, i'm not a fan of the
1: whole scottish thing with with destro uh i mean yes his family is of scottish descent he is of scottish descent and everything um but when um uh crap i'm blanking on him uh the, the the ninth Doctor played him, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Eccleston. Thank you. Played mm-hmm. him in the movie, and he played him with a with a I won't say a heavy Scottish accent, but he played him with a Scottish accent, and I, it just didn't it didn't feel right for the character or anything and and stuff. So eh, I don't. Know. I, I wouldn't want him to have a Scottish accent just because his family is descended from Scotland and stuff. I feel like he would have spent. You know, enough time around the world being an enemy weapons dealer uh, or whatever, um, uh, you know, uh, that he would have not maybe not shed the accent, but it, just, it wouldn't be prevalent. Plus, once again, growing up with the cartoon, I have that I have that Destro voice, you know, in my head. I've got that that thing going on there.
2: So. So who did you cast?
1: So uh so i i cast this one pretty much straight up with the the cartoon version in my head and two things one even though he is wearing a mask in the cartoon his mouth still moved um i don't know exactly how that worked but i i kind of want that in the in in the movie not the way they tried to pull it off with christopher Eccleston at the end because that was shitty
2: cgi oh
1: god that was horrible yeah but something, and I, I haven't figured it out. But anyway, uh, I, I picked this actor because I love, his, uh, you know, the voice is there. The attitude is there. Um, you know, he's an older actor uh, and stuff now, but I think he could still do it. And if you needed, if you did need him to do, like, facial mocap to get the, you know, performance into a CGI or something, I think he could do that as well. I went with Peter Weller. Okay. The crickets there
2: just speak volumes. Fine. Just, you know. Sorry, treat, you treat, say...
1: Treat it like look, a cake. That's fine. Yeah.
2: Look, I love RoboCop, okay? And I yeah. love me some Peter Weller. Yeah. But I've seen both volumes of Peter Weller trying to do voiceover for Batman, and he's not a good voice actor. He doesn't have to be a voice actor.
1: He can be on set. I mean, I want him on set. I want him physically portraying
2: the role. I don't want him just doing voiceover. I don't because he's like 70 and he's not physically imposing. Okay.
0: That's
1: who I cast them. That's my distro. Peter Weller. Okay. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Fine. We'll, once again, we'll treat it like a JPEG. That's fine. No worries.
2: Good. CJ, now we're all dogpiling on Scott. See? Spread it around. Well, I mean, it's just interesting because he is like ancient now. Fine. Scott just picked him because he's a bad guy in Star Trek.
1: Oh, yes,
2: he is. See, he didn't even think about it. It was just in his subconscious. Gotcha.
1: Okay, let's go with Roddy Cox. Kurtwood Smith? I'm actually just looking at the RoboCop IMDb right
2: now. Now, Kurtwood Smith, now you're cooking with gas. (laughs) Hey, Duke, you know what happens when I put my foot in your ass? (laughs) Now you're on to something. <laughs> okay. So now we come to our wild card pick, which was any Wait. Dual character. Wait what? Oh shit. Sorry. Yeah. I jumped one. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Back that up. Sorry. <clears throat> now we come to really the, the only third memorable Cobra person. Cause yeah, there's some other Cobra people <laughs> who come in and some lieutenants and whatnot. And there's some other factions but like, I didn't want to get into Zartan and his uh, what are they call the uh, the dreadnoughts and all that. It gets a little w- weird. <clears throat> well, you're going to come with your core. Cobra Commander is your leader, obviously. Yep. Who are the next two lieutenants for Cobra Commander? It's Destro and the Baroness. Yep. Yep. Uh, or the counterintelligence officer, as her filed card says. Uh, uh, she's also apparently a fixed-wing pilot. So there you go. It's G.I. Joe. Everyone pilots everything. So uh boys who's your baroness
3: my baroness i picked because i'm in love with this person um i think everybody is
2: you can't cast your wife it's called nepotism we won't allow
3: it and i i just want to see and again me being selfish would love to see a fight scene between this person and rose leslie who i cast as scarlet just the two of them knock down drag out fight uh, also, I picked this person because typically they are a good person. Like, they're a good guy. I want to see them in a villain role. And she's got that um, how, like, that mystique quality of, like, being Blue. not American. Oh. And so she's got that sort of thing going for her. So I picked Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot? I will not
2: argue Argue. I will not argue. You will not gargle that. I will He'll... not. I, I will gargle Gal Gadot. And uh, whatever you want to take that to mean. So that was Gal Gadot. Was my... Okay. I dig it. Just, yeah. You yeah. really haven't seen her play. She, she is, if the movie ever actually comes out. I think she's playing the, the Evil Queen in the uh, Snow White reboot from Disney, but. <laughs> that may never see a lot of day. So but yeah, we really haven't seen her in a villain role, Jay. So that'd be that'd be interesting.
3: And I think she could I think she would like mesh well with Carl Urban as Destro and that's that's an interesting
2: cast right there, but so I like that. Uh, I also went with somebody who has that uh, mystique of being um, exotic. Uh, this is an actress I love. I love seeing her pop up and stuff. Even if the movie's terrible, I think she's still pretty good in it. Um, case in point, the Tom Cruise and Mummy movie, which is dog shit. But she was fantastic as the lead title character. Um, she's also in Atomic Blonde. And she got her start in the first Kingsman movie. I cast Sophia Boutella. If you haven't seen her in Atomic Blonde, highly recommend it. She plays a French intelligence agent. Uh, playing off of um, uh, wow, my mind has been playing the original Furiosa. So, looking
1: at Atomic Blonde here, which I've not seen, but it's intriguing me. Good movie because I like I like things like this. Got just looking at, too, like just looking at the poster here, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Why not? Uh, and I'm just curious, why not go with Charlize Theron? Because the poster looks, looks like yeah. she looks like the Baroness, just with blonde hair. I'm just curious.
2: Because I want to give Sophia Butella work. Okay, she's that's awesome.
1: Fine. That's fair.
2: I was like, "Who is
3: she in The Kingsman?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, never mind. I got it."
1: I don't. I don't get it. Jay. She was Gazelle, the one with the sword leg. Oh, that doesn't actually do anything for me. I barely remember the movie. Oh. Oh, well
2: Well that I was my I not...
1: actually forgot that there was somebody in the movie with a sword leg. Sword leg.
2: How do you walk with a sword leg? Time to rewatch the trilogy. There's a trilogy? Yeah. Kingsman, Kingsman, Golden Circle, and the King's Man.
3: Oh. I've only seen still the first one, so
2: and maybe uh, they're working in uh, Argyle into that same universe. Because it's the same director. I hate to yeah.
3: see that. So, yeah. I. So, see that. Sophia Butella. Sophia go. Got
2: it. No. Sof-
3: no. Sophia Nutella. Got Scott,
2: it. Scott, was your baroness?
1: <laughs> Sophia Nutella. That was a good one. Better <laughs> than my Sophia Loren Um. Well, you all I, I don't think you're gonna know her uh, by name. You might because uh, you know, but uh, uh, I went with with somebody that I don't really know in in as, as this kind of a role, but just kind of researching other stuff she's done. I, I, I think she could do it. And I just really like the actress uh, and stuff. I went with jess Jess
2: Bush. from star uh, she, Trek
1: she plays uh uh first chapel in strange new worlds
0: eh.
2: She's blonde.
1: didn't didn't we just have a point earlier
2: therefore she can't know. ever be anyone <laughs> to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that'd be interesting yeah i i I would like to see her as the baroness you know I think she would make a great you know former um uh uh Fiance uh, for Duke, you know, uh, and such.
2: <laughs> Don't forget the sister of Cobra Commander. And the sister of Cobra Commander, exactly.
1: Yeah, see? see I'm, I'm thinking. Oh,
2: Stephen Summers. How far you fell.
1: Oh, ah, God, that was, that was horrible. But yeah, no, it's so, um, uh, Jess Bush um, from Strange New Worlds. I gotta get me a Trek actress or actor in there somewhere, and no Peter Weller doesn't count because he's Robocop.
2: He doesn't count because he's not in either. We beat to him.
1: Oh, we beat to that
2: hard. Or we Peter Weller. All right.
3: Yeah, I have no idea who this girl is, Scott. So I can't add. Or well, I can see. I can see it. it. Can see it so.
1: Yeah.
2: Plus I'll most of the time in Trek in a tight bodysuit. So
1: she <laughs> make, does. It white, if,
2: make it black instead of white. Dead the hair darking. You're, you're there.
1: Exactly. She's she's pretty much she she's the anti-baroness in uh, in, in Strange New Worlds.
2: Put some glasses on, call it a day.
1: I would love to see her as that, so
2: dig it. Okay, now we come to the wild card category, which was any Joe character you want. Uh, sky is the limit. Go nuts. So, Jay, who was your wild card character, and who did you cast?
3: So, my wild card character is uh the OG Joe, um the leader before Duke, the the one that was what he he was played by was it Dennis Quaid in the terrible remake. Um, so my character is Hawk.
2: Eh. Colonel
1: or General? Uh, Hawk. Te- technically, Hawk wasn't
2: the leader before Duke. He was the leader yeah. during Duke. He so just, no. Duke, led, Duke led the field team. If you're going by cartoon or action figures, different. Uh, anyway. I'm talking yeah. about cartoon and, and comic. He was the highest ranking officer released as a toy. So, Anyway. So back when he was a Colonel. Anyway, Go ahead. Go ahead. Back on track. Hawk.
3: Hawk. I thought of him as this OG, like, grizzled veteran that maybe can come in at the right time, you know, to either give, like, a a rile-em-up speech and then also join the action or, you know, just to, like, maybe slap Cobra Commander around a little bit or Destro. So I wanted an older gentleman this time, actually an older gentleman, but who could still kick ass. And to me, there's only one older gentleman out there who can give rile them up speeches and still kick ass and just is military AF. Uh, Stephen Lang.
2: Let me hear Scott argue against Stephen Lang. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. As much as I I hated like uh, a lot of the plot points and stuff from the G.I. Joe movie Rise of Cobra, because a lot of it was stupid. Some of the casting wasn't bad in in that movie. Uh, And I really liked uh, Dennis Quaid as as General Hawk.
2: He was great. Yeah,
1: I thought he did. The casting in that movie is decent if you throw out most of the plot (laughs) Um, and, and 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 stuff. I love Stephen Lang, and I want to like Stephen Lang in this in this role. And I can't I, I can't say he wouldn't do good, but I can't get Dennis Quaid out of my head. If that
2: makes sense, sure. Um, it's because Dennis Quaid's actually in your head. He's <laughs> in your inner space. He's a little submersible that we shrunk down and injected into you. That's an old movie reference, kid. Inner space. Look it up. It's a great movie.
1: So any I mean, giga- I, I'm, I'm, I, it, you know, any it, it's it's uh, uh, it's Stephen Lang and Stephen Lang is awesome. Uh, it was a tragedy that uh, uh, Stephen Lang was killed by the the space hippies. Um, uh, and I haven't seen the the second one, but
2: I know he comes. Oh back. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but uh, space hippies, sir, sir, excuse me. They are giant cat smurfs. Okay, I get it right. Giant cat uh, space, space.
3: And hippies. I guess I guess he, he's also been I mean, I did this a while ago, but we are watching Avatar in class right now. So I'm
1: Oh, yeah, it's a great cartoon.
2: Getting Stephen Lang back. Yeah. You know. He said Avatar, not Avatar the Last Airbender. See his subtitles are important. <laughs> yeah, it's but, like Fast and the Furious spy racers. Exactly. I just thought it's not a movie because it has a subtitle. Uh, not a pun with a number in it. Sorry, Jay, go ahead.
3: Oh, I, I was just going to say, I just thought a grizzled old veteran
2: presence that yeah, I, like, I, yeah, still he, kick he, ass. Yes. Like, You'd be hard pressed to do better than Stephen Lang for cigar chewing for grizzled old yeah. veteran. You know, yeah, he, he
1: was wonderful as uh Sully in the uh, Uncharted movie. <sighs> with you know, yeah. him yeah. and
2: Nathan Fillion. Fan films on the internet don't count. We keep talking about this. They do when it stars, stars Nathan Fillion and Stephen Lang. <laughs> no, but unfortunately, who we got in the Uncharted movie was Mark Wahlberg and Spider-Man. So I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Nathan, Nathan Fillion. I had to block it from memory, too. It's okay. <clears throat> All hey. right. So mine's going to be controversial. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, it's an iconic character to G.I. Joe, the real American hero. And eventually, it, you know, if this franchise rolls in a World of the one movie, you'd have to have this character show up because for a long time they were synonymous with it. They were also one of only like two or three actual people who became Joes during the course of the real American hero run. <clears throat> this person right along with the refrigerator, Perry. Ooh, I'm putting Sergeant Star- who was a joe
1: right refrigerator perry
0: yeah that's what
2: i was saying this this character is one of only two actual people who became joes
1: oh gotcha sorry
2: along with the refrigerator perry this other person sergeant slaughter uh who went from the 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 squared circle of the wwf uh into gi joe um he was a drill instructor of the Joes, which on his file card, it specifies, look, all the Joes know what they're doing enough to be a drill instructor. So to find somebody qualified enough to instruct them takes a special kind of person. Sergeant Slaughter, leader of the subset of Joes known as Slaughter's Marauders, which is awesome because it rhymes. Um, now, obviously, Sergeant Slaughter was the real personality of Sergeant Slaughter. He's still around. He's still kicking. He's doing conventions. I had nothing against him, but in my movie, you, you need someone who's going to be able to carry the physicality. Because Sergeant Slaughter in the show was basically like Ben Grimm to to the G.H.O.s. He was lifting vehicles with one hand. You know, he that 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 weird Vin Diesel strength that keeps going up every time we make a Fast and Furious movie, where he suddenly can you know bench press cars and shit. Sergeant Slaughter had that from day one. <laughs> so you need somebody who's got the physicality to pull that off. And I was like, you know what? You know what? To make it fun, let's continue the trend of a wrestler turned actor. And I didn't go where people probably thought to go. um, Because you got to have the mustache to play this role. I went John Cena. He plays a military guy in Bumblebee. Uh, So look for pictures of that, of him in like 80s military fatigues. You'd have to again he'd have to grow the mustache because you gotta have the mustache. But he would look good in a tank top, uh, and the, the whatever the drill instructor hat is called, uh, barking orders of people with a mustache. Again, a no controversial. <laughs> but John Cena is my sergeant slaughter.
1: Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to veto John Cena
2: um
1: on the whole fact that I hate John Cena. He's, what did he ever do to you? On well, my little, first of all sorry, Scott
3: hates scott hates john cena because he can't see him
1: yeah yeah screw that joke that joke is like 20 damn years old at this and it needs to die uh yeah yeah wave your hand in front of your face i still don't know what the hell that means um uh second of all the one time i've seen john cena in a military role the man couldn't even be bothered to research how to salute properly his salute looked like well it looked like a five-year-old trying to salute so screw him uh, and then literally, yeah, I, I the the whole peacemaker thing, just cinched the deal on the fact that John Cena is the worst actor that's probably ever lived and just really needs to stop at this point, sir. No,
2: there I was about to say, Have you seen The Room? But no, no, you haven't yet, so <laughs> that's fine, you don't have to like it I know this is ah. going to be a controversial pick, so it's cool. You know what, John, I like
3: it. Thank you, Jay. I like it and if you look at John Cena with like a beard and think of it as a mustache, it's you can see it. So
2: But he has to use the term itty diddy. Sorry, itty biddy diddy bag somewhere in the movie. <laughs> see Scott gets that. Itty biddy <laughs> <Itty> bag. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I don't I don't okay. I, know. Okay. I like I like Stephen Lang as, as uh, Hawk, too. Jay. That was good casting. That was solid. All right, Scott, bring it home. Who's your wild card pick? Get so weird with it. Apparently, I am the only person
1: that did not use his wild card to cast a Joe.
0: Okay. Hello? Yeah,
1: can you hear me? Oh, sorry, did you cut off for a second. Oh, I was going to say, apparently, I'm the only one that did not use their wild card to cast a Joe. So... So, so who you got? I don't know. You all, uh, sorry, you all were kind of skipping and stuttering there for a second. Um, so I was going with this uh, as an opening sequence to the movie. Okay. Okay. So picture you get your opening sequences before we introduce Cobra proper and Cobra Commander and Destro and Baroness and everything, and uh, we have whatever the intro is going to set up the plot later on you know whatever inciting event okay it's going to be i don't know maybe a heist or something and at least one or two of the joes uh are there uh, in it and then that brings in the rest Whatever's going to start us off on our cold open it's gonna it's gonna set it's gonna set the fuse on whatever mcguffin is going to carry us through the movie and lead us into the joes and that is the the Cobra, uh, Mercenary for Hire, and uh, they've used several, but um, Major Blood. With the eye patch? With the eye patch and the helmet and everything. I've always liked Major Blood. Um, uh, he he doesn't get used a lot, you know, in, in the stuff, uh, in the, 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 the comic thing. He's there every now and then, but he doesn't get used a lot. Um, but he literally—he was—he's a, a foreign mercenary. Uh, he's wanted in his home country. Uh, he left his home, uh, his home military, and joined the French Foreign Legion, and then from there went into mercenary work uh, and everything. Uh, and the the cast for it, I went with uh, Frank Grillo. Ooh.
2: Oh. Yeah. Crossbones himself, okay,
1: okay. So that was my wild card. I used it for a cobra. Yeah. I did.
2: Frank Grillo, because I'm weird. He was Crossbones in the MCU movies. He was. Uh, no, I see. I know character. who he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. In the the best of the. Um, Purge movies, purge anarchy. Never saw it. He basically just plays the Punisher, which is awesome. Nice. If it weren't for John Barenthal, I would say cast that man as Punisher, but yeah, all right.
1: Frank
3: Grillo as Major Blood.
2: Major Blood. I dig it Um, before we sign off, I've just been handed this. And by just I mean a few minutes ago when my wife walked in. I was handed a piece of paper. Uh-huh. It says, <clears throat> Urbanization by way of Muppetization. Why? Because I can. Whitney has apparently cast a G.I. Joe movie uh-huh. starring Carl Urban as a human uh-huh. okay. and everyone else is Muppets. Okay. okay. Whitney has cast as Duke Kermit the Frog. Obvious choice. Like it doesn't yeah. say here, but I assume he will have a little blonde toupee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As Scarlet, going against type, animal.
0: Animal. Animal. Animal woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: think he's too covert, but yeah, okay. <laughs> As snake eyes, Carl Urban, because apparently she doesn't want to see him or hear him talk. <laughs> Sounds like a <laughs> waste of Carl Urban, but there he is. Wait, wait, I can see it. It's just
3: every once in a while, because it's a Muppet movie, every once in a while he just lifts his mask as Snake Eyes, and he's
2: like, are you sure I don't have any lines in this movie? <laughs> that's, that's the end credits, yeah, yeah. That, that's the post-credits he takes. You don't want me to speak at all. As Stalker, who was an African-American, we have the Swedish chef to go go with golf, go 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 but that's okay. But she has interpreter, so I think she one of the joke of him interpreting everyone speaking foreign languages into his version of Swedish. Okay. And then has shipwreck, Fazi bear. Okay.
1: okay. Waka waka. <laughs> like it.
2: This one's on the nose, but I'm cool with it. As Cobra Commander, <clears throat> Gonzo. <laughs> oh get
3: it.
1: get it. That's
3: I wouldn't I would have gone with uh Waldorf <laughs> and Statler as Cobra Commanders. <laughs>
2: that would have been good
1: too.
3: That uh, would have
2: been good. <laughs> As Destro, we have Dr. Bunsen Honeydew with Beaker as an assistant. I don't hate this. <laughs> um <laughs> he's bald already, so just, just make the puppet out of chrome and you're fine. <laughs> And then back to that typecasting as the Baroness, of course, Miss Piggy. <laughs> I think she's more the Baroness than Scarlet. That's a good pick. I,
3: I support that. I like it. I the, like. I said the only thing I would change is that instead of Gonzo as Cobra Commander, I'd go with Waldorf and Statler as Cobra Commanders.
2: Okay. Her wild card pick, boys. Get your get your uh, your phones out. You're gonna have to Google this character. The Cobra Copperhead. Let me know you have the image pulled up. Copperhead. Okay, hold on. Okay, Copperhead. Okay, okay, yeah, I know.
1: he 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 pilots the boat, right?
2: The four. Yeah, he he pilots the fan boat. He's the former alligator wrestler turned cobra. Yeah, yeah. Because Cobra got really creative with the outsourcing (laughs) towards the end of their run. She has Rizzo the Rat. With the caveat, you can't tell me he isn't a Florida man at heart. Love it. So there you go. That's what happens when Whitney overhears the show and gets bored.
1: Hey, I got no problems with this.
2: <laughs> All right. So there's our picks for who we would cast in the potential G.I. Joe reboot. Um Let us know what you think of our picks. Are there any people you have in your head that you think would be better cast? Let us know. Are there Joes you'd like to see us cast that weren't on this list? Maybe we'll do a
0: part two. Uh, Until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.